You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell this is the first time I've talked today? It's 12.42 p.m. on Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday, I literally recorded this hours ago. From my bedroom, in a condo, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Um... I am uh, here doing the Just for Laughs Festival. I should have done this earlier in the week, but I did not have um, the stamina to do it. And I don't even have it now. I'm literally sitting in bed like an invalid. Sitting up in bed. I'm going to meditate after this. That's how important this is to me that I'm doing it before I meditate. And uh, if you listen to the show, you know that I meditate first thing when I wake up. It's 12.43 p.m. I just woke up. And this is late, so that's what I'm doing first. We've got a great podcast for you this week. I just looked at all the clips that my producer Noah has pulled, and um, we put a, we put on a pretty fantastic show. I have to, if I do say so myself, and I do. I do say so myself. Um, what can I tell you about? Uh, let me talk about the podcast. If you like the podcast, I don't know if you do. I haven't really heard that much feedback. Let me know if you like it. I think I just got one message on Instagram about how funny the transition was last week from Charlotte Lawrence to talking about anal sex. So thank you for that. I don't know how funny this one's going to be. I'm feeling kind of out of sorts in Montreal. Uh, I'm just coming down from... I taped the roast of Bruce Willis last weekend nearly a week ago, and I'm still hungover from it. Not like um, from you know, the drinking or partying, which I did, I did party. I didn't drink, but you know, I danced. I fucking danced my face off. I was like, this is my night. I just finished this thing. I'm going to dance. So I did a lot of dancing. Um, and I, am I hungover from that? I don't know. I, uh, I'm just hungover from travel and work and talking and I'm tired of talking. Can you tell? Um, but I can't stop because I actually love it, too. You get it. I actually love it, too. I think I have vocal fry. Someone told me that I do. And I was offended because I think that it is a dig at women um, to say that we have vocal fry. But it's the only way to preserve my voice is to talk from a place of this. As opposed to talking up here, which takes so much effort. And it doesn't matter. Guys, on the show this week, Wilmer Valderrama is our first clip. He came in. Let me tell you, I did not expect much from this guy. I kind of booked him on the show because this is how it works. These names come across our email. You know, they're doing press junkets in the Sirius building. There's tons of shows happening in Sirius. And I go, do I want this guy? And like, yeah, I want to meet Wil- Wilmer Valderrama. I want a picture with him. So that's why I said yes. Um, and then he was absolutely lovely. A lot of these celebrities, it's hard to get them to like actually talk And he was such an easy interview, which means a good interview. He was just uh, really open. And I didn't realize like how um, hard he worked to get what he got. And it was really interesting. And I hope you find it to be interesting as well. Um, He left the studio and we were all like, we love him. Not to mention he's wildly hot and short and dark and handsome and all the things that I like in a man. So, still waiting for that slide into my DMs from old WV. 
ain't gonna happen. I think he followed up after the interview and said, that was fun, thanks for having me, sis. So, if you call women sis who you wanna bang, then I am in. Um, Is he from, where do people say there's incest? Kentucky, uh, New Zealand, are those the places? No, they fuck sheep in New Zealand. No, wait, I, but, don't correct me. I don't know. Anyway, enjoy it. Wilmer Valderrama, here we go. You but you started from zero. Yeah. Like, that's so hard. I mean, even like as comedians, at least we could get on stage and mm-hmm. have people come see us. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand how you start as an actor from nothing like where right. what, how, where do you you yeah. how do you get an agent how do you get an audition call? what right. did you do yeah. so so one of the first things i did was i, I heard about this backstage west you know and uh, backstage mm-hmm. west they will have the catacles if you remember back in the day you know you know there was no internet breakdowns right it was just this this magazine at the stands that said backstage west and behind it there was like this catacles right there's auditioning for this this commercial whatever we're looking for this whatever and i will look for the auditions that said submission uh, agent submission only because I knew that those were like the good ones. You yeah, know? yeah. If we just went to open calls, like it would, pro- it was probably not going to be as impactful. But so I would go to the uh, agent, uh, agent submission only, and uh, I would show up. And what I would do is I would write my name down in the call sheet. And there was normally just a casting director putting people on tape, like a caster and assistant putting people on tape. So I knew that it wasn't going to, no one's going to really check who's who in this call sheet. Yeah. If you're yeah. there, most likely you were submitted. So <clears throat> I would put my name down, and then I would write like you know, like Steven and Associates as my agency <laughs> because I just sounded American yeah. to me. <laughs> and, and Steven. And then I would, then I would <laughs> put my, my beeper number next to it so they can contact me, you know, so they're going to page me, yeah. you know. Um, and, and, you know, so, and because I didn't have the material, um, I, what I would do is I would memorize over the other people's shoulders. Wow. So I would literally look and I would just memorize, memorize, memorize. That person would go in, then I'll start memorizing from their chair. Their, their, oh my God. You know, and then I would go in and I started getting callbacks, you know? And wow. I, so it was, that was one way. And then my, then my teacher saw me uh, do a play and she said, you know, I think you should give it a shot. And then she introduced me to this other teacher who, you know, who basically uh, started teaching me for free every Wednesday night. And then she introduced me uh, to an agent. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, this is a small agency. You know, and then he said, we're not going to represent you, FYI, but we're going to take you on some auditions and see what kind of feedback you get. I said, no problem. I just need you to put me in the room. That's all I need, you know. <clears throat> so I go in the room and I and I would audition like it was like a Broadway stage. Like I would just give it everything, you know. So I started getting calls and then I started getting a lot of this feedback saying he's really good. He's very funny, but he has an accent. And so we can't really hire him, you know, because wow. there's no one that looks Latin when they get to television has an accent. Latino people don't have accents <laughs> wow. on television wow. in the 90s. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, damn it. Um, but if he didn't have an accent or whatever, wow. so then I started kind of cleaning things up or whatever and, and, and really working on the craft. And then um, then I auditioned for this pilot, you know, and it was the worst time of, of our family's life. You know, we were late in rent a couple months, eating dinner every other night, you know, like, you know, conventional struggling story. Not, nothing like boohoo, you know, it was more like we're just in the, in the, in the, in the hustle, you know? Yeah. Um, by the way, like Latin people don't complain about that kind of stuff. Clearly, you're like, we just, we just turn the music a little louder and just <laughs> keep it pushing, you know? You know, so we're not complainers. We just get, get, get up to work 10 minutes before everybody, you know? So, but anyway, long story short, Yes, that's that's how it happened. I went in audition, and then they gave me a call, and they said, um, "Congratulations, you're in your first pilot." I go, "What?" 
And my first wow. pilot so happened to be that 70s show. Oh, Damn. my And then God. those agents were like, I guess we'll represent yeah, you. Yeah, uh, we've been representing you the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> For the listener who might not know how it works, like, there are so many pilots every year. Like, literally, it starts out thousands of pilot right. scripts that right. get whittled down to maybe a hundred that get a yeah. couple hundred that maybe get made at this point now there's more getting made but at that the the odds of having a pilot first of all go which yeah. means it was picked up to series and then last for yeah. how many seasons we did eight and 200 <laughs> episodes <laughs> wow yeah. so yeah. incredibly lucky and insane but luck plays a part of it obviously you um memorizing over people's shoulders, you writing down a fake agent name like that yeah. kind of. I mean, that takes balls to go to balls. Uh, to go to auditions that you're not invited to I, like that. That's, that's insane. You had confidence going in, but you really like worked hard, and um, it paid off. And Thank you guys. Uh, like that's um that's so inspiring because I feel like so many people here. You move to Hollywood and you make it, but like, what's yeah. the real story there? And it really <clears throat> is that it's just like finding ways well, in. Look, and for for all of us, right? Like we we always think about you know they, they i'm sure you heard it before but it's easy for you to say because you're you know this mm -hmm. famous thing or yeah. like oh you're work all the time or you have a station or whatever but you know there is this unspoken ghost uh, decade yeah. you know that people think didn't happen yeah and all they see is like what you have right now and yeah. they see you wearing the watch or like getting on first class or something and they go oh well it's easy for you to say because you're sitting up there you're like you don't understand you know how much hunger and how mm -hmm. much hustle and how much you know pain because it's traumatic guys like as an artist and you're struggling at the beginning it's it hurts Oh, you know, yeah. and it hurts your soul, and it hurts your personality, yeah. and it hurts, and it shapes you because that kind of pain is 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 uh, something that <clears throat> that you have to really endure, and it's a psychological pain. It's a lot of that yes. stuff, you know. But <laughs> if you endure it. You know, That's why kinda... I didn't go to that audition that day. Like I was like, I don't want oh, more don't rejection. Don't have what he's got. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the grits. I, I definitely right. don't. Like I have, I have that kind of um, t tenacity in other aspects of my life. But when it comes to acting, I just don't have. That that kind of conf and that's fine because it's worked out in other ways. Sure. But I agree with you that people do not give any credit to like the work that's been done. I remember when I got a TV show like on MTV and I was years ago and people just reacted like, "How did you get that?" Like I was uh -huh. walking through the mall and they were like, "You deserve you. a show." Right. I give thought me a that's call. how it happened. Be a star. But but you know what? Yeah. There are people that make it in this business, kind of like like being discovered in a mall as like a model. Right. And then modeling's hard in its own way. But there are yeah. people that are plucked. Mm, is it? I mean, <laughs> you try not eating. It's so hard. You try <laughs> not eating. Okay, up. Next, we have um, from the same show, I believe, Bonnie McFarlane is there and Justin Silver, another comedian. And this is my favorite kind of show is when there's two comics who I'm friends with. And we can talk about how I date comedians and they can tell me why it's good or not. And uh, Bonnie dates a comedian more than date. She's married to one. I bet she wishes she were dating a comedian but she's married to one rich Voss, the hilarious rich Voss. And, um, I'm envious of the relationship. I don't know how it works, but I want it in some ways, you know, there's things about every relationship that you're like, I want that. But I, I just, I think they're um, a good example of how two comedians can find love and make it work. And here's Justin Silver and Bonnie McFarlane telling me, I forget what they told me. I should listen to this podcast again. <laughs> Enjoy it. 
I want to date a male comedian because I like to trash talk people. I like someone who speaks comedically on my same mm-hmm. level. And I've dated men before who aren't comedians who are so funny and get it. And I've had no problem with it. So there are men out there that exist like that. It is just really hard to find. Aren't a lot of blue collar dudes like Rachel? Likes to date a, like firemen. They Rachel Feinstein. T- Rachel Feinstein. Like said, she dates firemen. She dates like these sort of like tough, funny blue well, her collar fiance, dudes. Yes, and they, a fireman, yeah. and they kind of get that shit. They just like don't. They they are so secure with like what they do, which is like the coolest thing. Yeah. That I think that they don't care. Like they laugh at what they laugh at, and they're not like overthinking it and being like, "That guy's funnier than me. He might mm-hmm. have a chance to fuck my girlfriend or what." They don't care because they're like, "I could break down a door with my arm." You know, like it just yeah. there's a different kind of Ryan Hamilton. We were talking about actually Pete, uh, fian- uh, Rachel's fiance. We were talking about the fireman another day. Like when he comes to the cellar, every comedian guy is like, "I'm not a man. That's yeah. a man. Yeah, he's a man's man." Yeah, and so th- I think there's a difference there, but like, I don't know. I just well, it is intimidating just, to be around all these killers, you know, that are. Yes, it's Rich so... tells a story about taking a girl to the cellar one time on a date, and then they all started. Trashing Rich at the <laughs> cellar table, and the girl goes, "Hey, stop that! He's nice." Oh <laughs> no! And he's like, "Shut up, lady!" That's, That's so funny. Did he turn on her? That's I don't know. Hilarious. I could just he see him turning on her, just, just throwing a wet blanket on the whole thing. Just, but I don't. I, Shut I, up, stupid. I don't <laughs> mind if I dated a guy who could just kind of sit there and laugh and like yeah. it doesn't have to. He doesn't have to ball bust and participate. Right, like he right. can be, he can know what's funny and stuff. But I am realizing because my friend Anya, who is also single, just said, um, "Let's make a list of the five characteristics we want in a partner." Because oh, it's I like love a practice. This kind of shit. It's so fun to do, and I did it before I met my ex boyfriend of five years. I made a list, and I, no one asked me to do it. I was just like, I'm all over the place. Let me make a list, and he, I conjured him. I, I wanted a guy. This is the weirdest list. I wanted a guy from St. Louis, like from where I'm from, because mm-hmm. I just feel like the same values. I wanted a guy who skis. Me and my boyfriend never went skiing once, but he so does ski. This is so white and blonde. Jesus. I know. This is so weird. Skis. <laughs> um, likes uh, someone with tennis elbow. Someone um, who owned a Tamagotchi. <laughs> great, like handsome, obviously hot. Um, but like gets along with everyone. Is just nice and gets is like friendly and gets along with everyone. And then there was one other like rogue thing that like didn't make any sense, but he fit all of them. And I like conjured and I made him. And now I'm realizing, like, I've made a, a new list. Like weird science. You just built them yeah. in your yes. basement. Uh, well, it's like that I struck. did it, and then I got the opposite. No, you did it. You got exactly what you wanted. I want a lisping, cocky so Jew versus a people. Uh, Nailed it. I want someone who's always discussing how much it would cost to eat at home. Oh, my God. I got it. God, it's so hard to find someone to end up with. Well, my new list is, I made it, hold on, I sent it to Anya. Let me just um, pull it up real quick. It was- um, Shit, I want to make a list. Let's make make a list. list. I I would put sense of humor at the very, very top, top, like way above any, like Uh I will deal with so much shit if the guy is Clearly, yeah. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like Rich and I will be having a fight and he'll make me laugh in the middle of the fight. That's what I want. And it's like, I don't know why. That's why we're still married. We hate each other. Yeah. (laughs) But we still laugh. Yeah, I mean, you have a podcast, My Wife Hates Me, with Rich Voss. It's such a funny podcast. Uh, It's weekly, right? Yeah. So check that out, Uh, My Wife Hates Me. But also, mostly, check out the 
Voss Roast. VossRoast.com. It will you will not be disappointed. It's one of the funniest things I've watched in a while. VossRoast.com. Rent it for five bucks for two days, or you can buy it for ten dollars and have it forever. Um, here's my list. Number one, hot. Number two, to number me. Number one, yeah. Number one. Number one is hot. Damn. Like, it's not. You got to want to fuck that person. You're going to get bored fucking a hot guy. Well, that listen, that's why I never. Yeah. Stop. Okay. You're going to want to look at a weird tooth every once in a while. Like, it makes it more fun. <laughs> listen, yeah. a weird tooth. You can still be hot with a weird tooth. I have no problem with As long tooth. as they're white. As long as, long as the teeth are white. <laughs> not the person. Oh, no, Bonnie. Agreed. Of course, that's what you're headed with. I didn't laugh like at that. that other joke. I knew it was As long as the teeth are white, they can snag a little bit. I agree. Just whiten you know? your teeth. Use, and you don't need to go get them whitened professionally. Use what I use is Arm & Hammer baking soda toothpaste. That's all you need to do. Just switch to that toothpaste, the whitening kind, and your teeth will be white. That's all I use. It's But, but I really recommend it. Okay, so I'm it's not hard it. to have white teeth. Okay, I don't so want to discriminate. Hot, hot guy. Hot. Um, Number two, very important, very sexually attracted to me. Like, wants to have sex with me all the time. Wants to ravage you. Yes. Wants to. Again, this is going to be a problem. Wants to put you up against the, the wall. Of course, of course, but we have to start somewhere. I don't hug Rich anymore we because have to I don't want to have to. So, <laughs> I, I get it. These two th- I'm, I'm on board with this list But so I have far. a crazy sex drive, and I don't see it going away anytime soon, and I want to really reap the benefits of it. Can we so, go to break for a sec? Um, <laughs> Three. Makes me laugh a lot, like hysterically, okay, like like I am crying, bent over, laughing. Number four, bent over, <laughs> crying, laughing, bent over. and he's fucking me from behind. Literally, <laughs> that would be great too. But I can see him in a mirror because he's hot. Four, in therapy and slash or is okay with crying a lot. Like if a guy cries a lot, again, this is, is gonna get in over, front of you. No. No. in front of you. If he's comfortable enough, I don't no. want him to cry a lot, but I want him to like he he's a person who cries. Like uh-huh. he will let himself cry. Oh, he has okay. he's, cried. A, he's got That's emotional different. intelligence. Yes, yeah. emotional I want intelligence. Someone who stuffs it down. I yes. you tell Rich that all the time. I go, you got to learn to stuff down those emotions. <laughs> and this was this a wild card to me, but this really I realize is important. Um, appreciates my family. Mm. Likes being around them, wants to spend time with them, thinks they're cool because they are, and like really truly enjoys my family. And I, I want to feel the same for them too. If they like their family, like if okay, if you don't like your family, then fuck it. But if you like your family, I want to like them too. And uh-huh. I feel like in the past, I've really liked my boyfriend's families, and they maybe haven't liked mine as much. And I'm like, yeah. you're wrong because mine is cool. Uh-huh. They like them, but I want them to like. I essentially want what my sister has in a husband. I want my sister's husband, <laughs> and I'm working on it. I'm laying the foundation right here. Matt, yeah. if you're listening. And, and you already get a baby, just like you wanted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would come with it. We're talking about love on this episode. Next up, Anya Marina, my best friend, my former roommate, uh, com- comedian-ish. I guess she's not a comedian, but she just feels like one to me because she's friends with comedians and she fucking, she's funny. But she's an incredible musician. She does our theme music to the live show every day. If you haven't heard, it's a song called Not Mine. And it is off her Paper Planes EP, which I recommend that album more than any of her albums. Just because it's, I think there's a song about me on it. I just love it. It's, she's so damn good. She was in studio. And this is where um, we called my mom and we talked about Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin getting hitched. And if you don't, if you're not interested in those two, still stick around for this because my mom is hilarious. Enjoy.
Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm good. You sound clear as a bell today. Really? Yeah, oh the phone God. sounds real good. Real good. Because um, I'm out in the backyard, so I don't know. Well, stay there. <laughs> Eric Bergstrom is in studio. Hi. Hi, Eric. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Are okay. you great, Mom? I am. I'm good. Good. Yeah. Winding down uh, this week, you know, my friend Kathy was in, so we had a little party for her. Yeah. For her 60th birthday. Uh-huh. Getting ready to take her to the airport as soon as I hang up. Was so, it a yeah, wild weekend? Uh, it wasn't crazy, crazy, but we did float down the river for one night and had a girls' night down at the cabin. It was My fun. parents have a cabin down on the river in Eureka, Missouri. Nice. Uh, that gets yeah. flooded every couple of years, Ooh. but um, it's a really nice little <laughs> place. And um, how's my dog doing? <laughs> oh, he's great. Or she's great. Oh, my God, Nikki. We call you her. You said hate. she's great. I know. I said he first. Oh, you said oh, he first. Okay, she, that's okay. Weird. That's I heard she. I'm glad we to hear she's great. So, Mom, we're talking about Justin Bieber got engaged to Haley Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin's daughter. Do you know anything about this? No, just that they're engaged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It happened quickly. They were only dating for a couple months. I know that they've always been friends and in and out of each other's lives, and I think they dated in the past. I'm obsessed with her. I've, I like like her so much. I just think aesthetically she's – I don't know anything about her, how she talks or anything, like, but, or what she does. She's a model, but I just like the way she looks. And then I liked them together a lot. All the all the um, paparazzi shots of them are so like loving and sweet. And there's this one that I posted on my Instagram story. But he is like, I've never seen Justin in, in paparazzi shots be like a good boyfriend uh-huh. or like a gentleman. He seems like happy now. He seems happy and he's like opening yeah. doors for her. He's walking. He's like, he seems to be like taking care of her like a, a, a gentleman. Like yeah. there's this one series of pictures where he's helping her with her luggage. Oh, and yeah. he's rolling her luggage. It's like, you know, luggage that's on four wheels and so he's he's rolling it but he's just bent over because he doesn't know how to uh, like get the um handle up uh-huh. because justin bieber has, has never, never rolled his own luggage right but he's trying to be a sweet boy but he doesn't know how to do it so it's really cute there's he walks down a whole block just bent over rolling it with his palms on the suitcase itself and it's she's so laughing. cute and she's laughing, but like, um, but their whole, uh, he posted this whole thing yesterday confirming that they're engaged and it's all about how, uh, our love is, uh, it through Christ and, um, we're going to follow the Holy Spirit and all like, it's all, uh, wrapped up in there. They're very, um, religious together. Um, they go to some like cool church that is like a celebrity church. What is it called Anya? I forget. Christian scientist. Hillstone. What is it? Hillstone. It's not Scientology. It's not Christian Science, but it's, it's a like steakhouse. They have great key lime pie, <laughs> and it's Christian. They are Christians, though, and um, and that's and I don't know. I think it's gonna last. I don't. Uh, I I will say that I've met Haley Baldwin. I did. She's the host. She's a co-host with uh, Method Man on Drop the Mic. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is a show where celebrities rap battle each other that I taped last October. My episode still hasn't aired. I guess they're just like very excited about it and they can't wait to get it off the ground. I think they I think they I think they taped a whole other season and still haven't aired mine. But you know 
save the best. Honestly, for it never. was so good. I rap battled Brad Williams, who is a little person, uh-huh. and my nice. whole rap was not about him being a little person. Like oh, you yeah. think I'm gonna go yeah. there, but I don't go there. The whole I shit on him for so many other things. I think they wanted you to go there. I know they probably did. <laughs> um, no, so uh, but I met her because she was a, a host of it, and like she's just some. She's like a famous person's daughter and a model and those of this but I like knew a lot about her because I read the Daily Mail and I like love celebrity gossip and I um and I went up to her during it and I was like I'm obsessed with you and I love you can I please take a picture and she was like of course like she was just so nice and so like and sweet of course but um but yeah I just got up up and uh oh because I I think I like her because I could I if like 10 years ago I could have looked like her if I tried harder and like tanned better and did my eyebrows better like I feel like you just look you like people who you kind of look like which brings me to the fact that they look alike definitely Justin uh, and and Haley look exactly alike yeah it's like you and how Zach old are they Nikki oh thank how you old are they? 24 and 21 or something yeah t- they're both oh. early I think Justin's That's- 24 and uh, Haley's 21. Anya, um, and I pointed this out recently that uh, I think that Zach, I, I'm into Zach Efron a lot. Like, I think he's like the hottest guy ever, but it's just because he looks like me. <laughs> like, I look like uh, Zach. Yeah. yeah. I have a hot sister. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... I don't think you look like him. Thing. I know I'm offended. Mom, give me something. Sparkly no, blue eyes. I just don't think you look like Zach Afron. I don't think you do. I really, I really do. That is me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at a picture of him right now. Strong eyebrows, okay. sparkly blue eyes. Oh, the eyebrows. The, the eyebrows and the hair color. Look at the eyelashes, too. Their eyelashes are All the right. same. And actually, maybe the lips and the. the I think it's everything, skin Eric. tone. It's I think it looks well, like I described everything. Uh, <laughs> but what do you, do you think, Anya? Do you think she looks like him? Absolutely. She was the one that was like first hypothesized this. I I said I like Zac right. Efron, and I was staring at his face trying to figure out what it is I like about him. And I was like, oh, it's because he looks like a woman. I probably like women. <laughs> um, but I think it's just like I'm a narcissist, and I I think that is a common thing. Obviously, that people like who they look like. We've talked about yeah. this a lot. Anya always points that out in people. Yeah. You, are you drawn to people well, who you Anis- look like? I think Aniston and Thoreau started to look alike toward the end. Sparkly eyes, same skin tone, same smile, like defeated smile. You guys are slowly describing racism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they should be together. <laughs> people who look alike should stay no, together. that's not what we're saying at all. A stronger Eric. race. I'm sorry. But you're right. Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt looked exactly like than Justin Thoreau and Brad P- or, and Aniston looked alike. Like you kind of morph into yeah. who you. Yeah, I think I think uh, my sister and her husband kind of look alike. Mom. Yeah, they do. Yep. You're right. Yep. Yeah. I think Tom and bit. his girlfriend uh, kind of look alike. You think so? A yep. little bit. Yep. Uh. Yep. Yep. Eric, do you think any similarities between you and your gal? Uh, no, no, not no. This- lady but i uh, my my sister and uh dude she was dating they both had long blonde hair and similar faces at one well if you were dating thing. kristen stewart i would be like because <laughs> you have a kristen stewart vibe let me see uh, that's a flattering my thing face? Cause, yeah because she looks like a dude more than she's a yeah. she yeah like yeah what don't you see it kristen stewart I Are think we you're all just thinking of Twilight? Like you kind yes. of look like, you look like him. You look like Twilight. You look like Edward from Twilight. That is exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of you're the, a vampire. Um, I was trying to 
Kristen Stewart, the first person I thought of was the girl that uh, used to host Hot Tub with... Uh, oh, Kristen Schaal. Kristen I was Schaal. Saying, I always thought you were telling oh, me that I looked look like, like Kristen, Kristen Schaal. Schaal. <laughs> I, can do, I used to be able to do a Kristen Schaal. Wait, that's, that's more a, of like a Sarah Silverman. It's in the Sarah Silverman register, but it's closed. Oh, man. What does Kristen Schaal sound like? Uh, like no, it's in that's the same about, register. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's a little bit like, there we go. like this. I don't know. That's I good. Could, I could, yeah, I, I'll good. get it someday. Twins, guys. That's pretty close. Oh, oh God. So, well, thank you. Didn't she date Marilyn Manson or something like that? No, that's wow. Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, oh, I don't yeah. know who anyone is. You've done pretty well. Yeah, I mean, great. I like that the, you knew some. I, I can't believe you knew that uh, Haley Baldwin's uh, is Stephen Baldwin's daughter. True. Yeah. And you made a good point that there are a lot of these young supermodel girls who are the uh, daughters of famous actors and actresses. Yeah. And now they're just Instagram supermodels. And they're all getting plastic surgery at the age of 17. And they're celebrities right away just by being yeah. who they are. Yeah, by having shiny cheekbones that they put highlighter <laughs> on because everyone looks wet on Instagram. Every young starlet just looks saturated. Um, <laughs> but this, pl- but uh, you were saying about, um, oh, da, 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 what was I going to say about... Oh yeah! Oh, Kylie Jenner just got her um, lips taken out, which they're not out, by the way. They're not all the way out. She said she got all the filler taken out. It th- no, look at her lips before filler when she was really seventeen. They are not back down to that size. Also, she had I'm not surgery believing on her eyes. Her she had eyes eye are surgery. Different. Yeah, Jesus. they all have had eye surgery. Yeah. Um, what? And that's what the thing about is, the rear surgery, Nikki? They don't have surgery. They have injections. That's how they get away with saying they've never had oh, implants okay. because it's true. They've never had implants. What are they, they have injections back there? Fat from their stomach and their thighs. Oh. So that's why or they have thigh gaps cellar. and they have huge asses with thigh gaps because they get it what taken from their that, thighs. Julie? How can that last? I, I don't like it. What about you, Anya? <laughs> <laughs> I'm perplexed by it, but I try to maintain an attitude of curiosity. Yeah. I, like I love good. it and I support it and I would, if someone gave Nikki, me free ass injections, good. I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. I wouldn't go that big, but I'd go a little bit bigger. I know, but what about how big they go? I think it's just crazy. No, it's it's, it's cartoonishly big. Yeah, it is a trend. Um it's it's not it's, always the right it's shape. Yeah. yeah. But it would be so comfortable. Oh, what? I really do think oh. about that. It would be but, so yeah, comfortable. But sitting to sit on a on. plane? That sounds like a fucking yeah. nightmare. I know. What do you because mean? your butt would be too big for the seat or whatever, right? No, it would be, it'd be like sitting on a pad. It would be yeah. awesome. You could buy a pad. That's true. You could just buy a pad. That's a good point. You could buy a pad. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look into that. Because I have a bony ass, and it's un- when I'm oh, when I if I lose five pounds, if I like get to my skinniest, I like I am uncomfortable every time I sit down. Yeah, it is my yeah. bone on wood or whatever I'm sitting on, yeah. and it, there's no padding. And so I always look at these girls with big asses, and I'm like, it must feel pretty nice. Uh huh. I bought huh. a vibrator for my lips. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Wait, what? On I your bought a thing. This- just to see if it worked. Every girl has seen it on Instagram. You put it on I your mouth and it is. sucks your lips into it. It's a vacuum. Oh, I thought it was and like then, for pleasure. Yeah. Like maybe women enjoy I'm not even kidding you. I orgasmed in my mouth. That is no. the same technology as my favorite sex toy, the womanizer, that sucks your fucking 
clit. Your mom. I don't care, mom. You need the womanizer too. You've got a clit. I, I haven't seen it. I saw it on the way out, but I didn't. But I don't remember. You like, you like tapped it like uh, when yeah. you're climbing rope. It's yeah, a bell you... on the way out. Or like when, you, when you're leaving high school and you hit the, the door. Or when you get into an airplane and you don't want it to crash, so you just tap the top as you enter. I hope mom. this life is good. That was my mom and Anya Marina. Next up, Louis J. Gomez and Kim Congdon. Let me just give a shout out to Mrs. Kim Congdon. Not even Mrs. Miss. I hate when people bring me on stage and say Mrs. Nikki Glazer because I'm like, am I married to my dad? Mrs. means married. Miss Kim Congdon. C-O-N-G-D-O-N. Congdon. And Louis J. Gomez. They're a comedian couple. I like talking to them about how they came to be. Um, and I think that's what this is. They're both hilarious and outspoken and she's feisty and cool. And, um, right after this podcast, I was in the heat of preparing for the roast at this point during this interview. And I was using the show as like a respite from just thinking about roast jokes, but this little lassie Kim, um, after I was done with this interview, she was asking me about the roast cause she does the roast battle a lot. You'll hear them talk about it in the interview, but she does roasting a lot and she's very good at writing jokes. And she gave me some jokes and she came over to my apartment later that night and really worked with me and, um, and helped me a lot with my jokes. And, um, and so I called or I told Jeff Ross how amazing she was. And I hope that that's the reason Although I think she, I mean, obviously she did it all on her own, but she will be on this season of roast battle roasting. And, um, I hope I had something to do with that. Mainly she had everything to do with it because she's the talented one. But, um, that's how this biz works. If you're nice and you're helpful and you're a good person, people recommend you for things and then you get them. But also you have to be talented. It doesn't matter. Enjoy this interview. I didn't even really know Kim at all when this was happening. And then literally that night, she was like someone I wanted to like, I don't know. I I was like obsessed with her later this night. She came and sat with me at my apartment, sat on my balcony, took out her laptop, looked at my hundreds of jokes, went through them with me, sorted them and really saved my neck. So shout out to Kim Congdon. Louis J. Gomez and Kim in studio. This was so fun. I didn't know how they were going to be because they can be because Louis is a, a, a is a loose. Um, Louis is loose. I don't know. I just didn't know what this is going to be. That's the surprise of this show is that I get these. I book these guests and I go, let's just see. And sometimes it's not good. And then sometimes it is this. And they were awesome. And they'll be back. Enjoy it. You are. How long have you been together now? You guys are both comedians. You fell in love while you were roasting. You had sex that night right after the battle. And Kim, you you killed him on the roast, which makes me happy. That's like some um, cuckold shit. Yeah, That's it sick. is. It's so hot. Um, <laughs> but I like that Lewis like, came after you and wanted to hang out because that is like the missing ingredient with all these fools I date is that no one wants to yes. hang out. They're all like, they talk a good game and they're yeah. like, we should do this. We sh-. And I go, oh my God, that'd be great. I'm free whenever. And they just just never follow through. Yeah. So I like that he came after. He knew what he wanted. He made it you aware of it, and he she just played wanted, a little hard to get. By the yeah? way, it wasn't, okay. Let me hear. We hooked up, and it wasn't. She wasn't down to just like you know, you start know, dating. She well, it was long distance, and it was like so. I I, I literally 
there hasn't been many times in my life, but I actually went through the process of courting her. Yeah, legitimately. That's it. Like, like you know, I fucking you know, I sent her flowers a few times. That's Centered it. Switchblade. The good old days. Yeah, yeah. You I went courted to court her. for. I gave assault. her a white beater. <laughs> oh my god! That's I really so courted her. No, I fucked her on a basketball court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's crazy. So, <laughs> you okay? So you? Why weren't you like all the way in right away? Why weren't you a classic girl who has sex and then she wants? I want you need to be my boyfriend. I mean, I feel like that's what most guys uh, think girls are going to be like after you have sex with them. Oh, I was. But I was all the cool. way in. Yeah, I just pretended I wasn't. I know. Nice. Isn't that so? I had to. Oh. I learned. I, I like job, went Kim. through it so many times that I was I like, know. all right, this time I'm just going to be a little mean. Yeah, fucking. She's work. reading this dumb wow. book. It doesn't work. It does. Oh, wait, what book? book? It's called Why Men Love Bitches. Oh, It'll change oh. Okay, it's, the sa- it's probably the same as the book that I'm we writing. Essentially, don't. it's really good. We don't. It's it it's like fights on you, five Lewis. times a week. I, we, uh, Lewis, we get into crazy fights. But that's no, who we don't. you are. No, and we don't. You wouldn't be here. Fine. No, we don't. <laughs> I see the way you guys are. Like, it's a good, I can tell it's a good, I don't know everything, but I sense it's a good relationship uh, for the time being at least. Like, I, I sense that they're, they're, I don't sense troubled water here. Like, you can usually, like, get a sense of that. Are your senses like, okay? <laughs> yeah. Nikki got into a car accident when she was 11. She has lost most she of her senses. She only has four senses. <laughs> My parents are divorced, and I'm like, they're doing great. <laughs> they're still. Your um, mom's dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um, but no, yeah. I think do. you're right, Kim. Like, I, I'm fascinated by this because I too. How old are you? Do you I'm mind 27. Asking? Okay, so you like, so you have you done it before where you like were into a guy and you showed your cards too soon and you it freaked can't. him out. Cards, you can't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mine looks like a, a deck of cards that's yeah, been shuffled too many times. Put an old put in magician. Put in water. Uh, Just thumbprints all over him. Throw uh, a bed. <laughs> Got a few cards are missing oh from the deck. Oh my god! Uh, There's still jokers in there. There's only a joker in there. Yeah. God damn it! An ace of eights. Uh, uh, that's so fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so you you'd been through it before. And yeah, you just gotta play it cool and like you don't care and you gotta be a little mean. What did this book teach you? And did you use the book on him or were you reading it at the same time? Like, she what? hit me with the book. <laughs> That's what she literally no, no, no. used the book. Yeah. yeah, I realized after I read the book that I had done this. So this mm-hmm. was before I read the book, but um I, I was like really into Lewis. I didn't want him to know. And I sort of just was like even after we had sex, I was like, we're not gonna date. I don't want because he had told me he didn't he wasn't looking for a girlfriend when we first met and I was really bummed about it so yeah. right when he said that I was like well then I'm not even going to give him anything good and good. that's what I think oh my god I'm so I think proud it worked. of you and you know what Lewis is so sneaky because he hung out with me for those three days he didn't say anything like flirty I mean he was nice and he took me but then he was like hey do you want to do you want to do a podcast together and the second Cute. he hit record he was like so I feel like we want to fuck. <laughs> like it was like wow. the confidence. Like it was like a different person in front of me, and it kind of like that's the moment where like I was like, oh, I was really into him because it like shocked me Wait, that he would. This be was so, before you guys had sex. This is before this we had be sex. Before, before the, the battle. roast yeah, battle, yeah, yeah. the oh, morning. Oh, of there the is roast nothing battle. hotter than a guy going on air and saying he wants to fuck you. Yeah. Screaming <laughs> from a everyone. mountaintop. That I mean, like, he was like, show. I feel like you want to have sex <laughs> with me, and I was like, uh. No, and I don't even get weird and quiet. But yeah, I was like, but oh, it took uh, you. Yeah, it but it's funny over. because it, it's it's very true because with comedy, whatever it is, podcasting, radio, stand up, 
I, I've been doing doing comedy for like 13 years. I've been podcasting for seven. I'm as confident as I am when I'm like right here, microphone right here. Just yeah. what's up? This is it, right? So when I'm not, when I don't have that superpower, and I'm just out with a pretty girl. And she doesn't really know me like that. Like, there's a, a level of like I'm insecure. Yep. I'm like, you know, you know. So she was seeing sort of the insecure, like schoolboy. We're just, we're just kind of two kids coming together talking. And then she never you really hit record. T- and yes. boom, you're Lewis, Mr. Talking Confident. to my fans and talking to the people that listen to my <laughs> show every week. Podcast and- equipment in the bedroom. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You only find her on air. <laughs> I'm not joking. You like that's I. I just recently <laughs> I talked about it on air. Like I want to go on the Bachelorette. Like I. I just I wrote the producer because I'm friends with the executive producer and I was like hey I've never told you this but like I would be the bachelorette like if you'd ever be interested they don't want to have me I'm a, a million years blocked you two old. years ago yeah he was just like ha 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 and I was like no I'm a hundred percent serious because I feel like I'm my best version of myself I'm my most attractive when I'm performing like and then out of it I, I feel the same way I don't feel like I have as much mojo and I am I, I think the the whole thing about when a guy performs, like suddenly you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like, even though we're female comedians, we know how this works. We know that someone can be so un- not confident off stage, and then they get on a mic, and it's all like, it's just, it's not real. I mean, yeah. it is real. They're but they're we're watching a guy on stage killing. We know all the tricks that he's doing. We know what it's like to be a comedian, but there's something hot about well, it still. Even faking confidence is hot. It's That's hot. all you need. It's just know. a fake confidence. Even if you're not confident, just pretend you are. And yes. then it works. And then you'll be confident. I know. It's It, it really is true. You just have to like, f- a lot of times I used to like, pre- I used to ask myself like, what would Schumer do in certain situations when I was like feeling really anxious or feeling insecure? And I'm just like, just act like Amy Schumer right now because she is like confident, confident. all the time. Yeah, and there's like a a rhythm to like how she interacts with people and and talks that I'm just like if I just pretend to be her, it I'm a better version than if I was trying to like find my inner confidence. Yeah, it's easier to just be someone else. Yes, confident, less apologetic. Like, or like like fuck it, I don't care. Yes, yeah. but like it's the bitch thing. I mean, what's the difference between a woman who knows what she wants and being a bitch? Like, is there does the book make a distinction? Yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, the books talks about how uh, there's like a certain there's a way to be a bitch without being mean. Oh, what Which, is that? Um, it's like. Um, it's, I'd love to hear. There's this. a chapter in the book called "Playing Dumb Like a Fox," Ooh. and it's where you like let men like be their alpha self. I feel like I shouldn't say this in front of Lewis. I'm giving right? away all my secrets. Oh yeah, where you like let them be alpha, and you're just like, oh yeah, I guess I. Where you like put down the that like feminist block in your head where you're like where you go oh yeah i guess i just couldn't figure it out and they're like oh because you're dumb you know and then they go do it because you're pretending to be dumb but it just makes your life easier like it like they like it and it makes your life easier if you just give up that little little bit of ego or whatever it and is control that we, and that control where we're like you don't even really want to do, do whatever it. the thing yes no I don't care that's not open the jar male. for me that's in any anybody thing what it, yes, what it is, is it's anyone stroking thing. the ego of, of the person and anytime you want something from somebody you need to sort of stroke their ego a little bit you have bit. to give it's before Dale you Carnegie take. How to Win Friends yes. and Influence by the yes. way my favorite book in the world I've read it like eight times I can tell doggy it's crazy it's so good I really have no it really is powerful and it works yeah it's that, crazy. Uh, every time I, I feel like things are not going well in my life, I go and buy that book again, and then I read it. And, yeah, uh, let's say it again. Dale what? Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It was written in the 20s, but yeah. it is like they still- They keep updating it's really it every like, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like some of the things in it that have stuck with me is- um, 
the, the person's favorite word is their own name. So yeah. when you want remember someone names. to like you, just remember their name, say their name mm. a lot, and they'll fucking love it. Oh. And then another thing that I really liked, and I think it's in this book, because I read another book that you would love if you love Dale Carnegie called The um, Psychology of Influence. Oh. And it's all about just getting people to do, do what, you want, what you want them to <laughs> but do. It's not, but it's not... It, it's it not sounds like you're a fucking yeah. sociopath, but it's, it's by feeding their ego and feeding what they want to do and yes. what they want out of it as well. Exactly. So everybody sort of wins. I agree it's with you. It's sort of like when yeah. you have. <laughs> it's like when you have something. <laughs> you are what so you right. Want? You you're, are you're so smart. You're, yeah, you're the. You think of that. Yeah, it's like when you have... What are you trying to get, Andrew? <laughs> I want that hour one-man show on Skankfest, baby. He wants to get into the show on Sunday, and he'll try to make room. I can sit in the back and hand out fucking water. Anyways. <laughs> Wait, so well, what were you just yeah. saying about it's getting people to... It's like when you have something... Uh, I don't know how to explain this. You have something, someone gives it to you, and uh, it's worth a lot of money. And someone doesn't know that you got it for free and you give it to someone. You go, hey, here's this gift. Dude, it's that's like, exactly it. That's Dude, what it is. Oh, it's is, it's so going, that's here's specific this thing? gift. People think I'm crazy because of this, right? They, this it is a great seems story. manipulative. I've heard this story and I don't even know it, but I know the story. <laughs> like, I've heard what you're about to say. Yeah. I, yes, All right, go. So Dave Smith got tickets for a UFC event from Joe Rogan, okay? Now, the Rogan seats are like straight up fucking next to the cage. The people They're bleed on the you. Yeah, 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 they bleed on you. So I was doing a road gig with the tell, so I couldn't go. So Dave was like, dude, who should I give these tickets to? So we're thinking of people. I was like, here's what you got to do. You got to go to everybody that you know that kind of likes UFC that can do something for you in the business. Mm. Make sure they're out of town first. <laughs> then call them up oh. and be like, oh, dude, I got this ticket. You want to come? Isn't now you good? have like a dude. dozen people that in the business, you still did them the solid. Even Lewis, though you didn't do them the solid. Crazy wow. good. It's psychotic, but it doesn't Emphasis hurt anybody. It's crazy, but it is Holy so. Shit. It's good business. It's so smart. It's, it, wow. That is so smart. If Can you're you listening do that without now ever you, having the tickets? Yes. That's uh, the other thing. You don't need anything. You don't need <laughs> to just say, dude, I got Yankees tickets this weekend. He's like, cool, Whoa. I'll cancel my show. I yeah, love yeah, UFC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're out of your and as a vegan, if you have yeah. like, if you could just offer me free meat, I'd be like, I would. Like that. Yeah, you could yeah, find yeah, out yeah. something like that, like a, 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 a restriction someone has that they can't. Smart. This is so fucked. But I think what the book, or what I did like about the book is you're right. It's like giving someone a gift that you didn't have to do any work to actually get. And it seems like you might have. But when you want people to do something for you, you don't tell them what, like, say, um, say I want to perform on Skankfest, okay? And I'm like a new comic or whatever. And um, so an email, because a lot of e comics, when they move to town, they have to write emails to bookers to like sell themselves. So a way that I used to do it, and I, it was hard to do, but like. She's like, you, bring a card. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to give them. Don't don't. It's not enough. You can't just ask for something. Maybe right. you'll get it, but you need to give them a reason why it will benefit them to have you. Mm. So like you need to. You always. Whenever you're asking for something, always change it so that you're doing them yeah. a favor. What did phrase you do? It. Like how do you like phrase you that say, if you're trying um, to get booked? Uh, I I. Uh, <laughs> I have a I, I have a lot of Twitter followers and if I tweet about it like oh, to offer gotcha. them something like I think it could help the show because I have a fan ba I have people that come out every week to my shows I can bring at least four people like I'll you you don't promise something but you say like this could be 
advantageous to you. Like uh-huh. you, you don't just ask, you give them a kernel of something that you can bring for them. So it gives them a reason to go, oh, I'm going to get something out of this because yeah. we're all fucking egotistical and we want things. Like if you're an open micer and you wanted to go to Skankfest, you would like hit up Lewis and be like, hey, I can, I would volunteer at Skankfest from one to three. Also, let me know if you have any extra spots because Lewis is going to be, this the person is working for free for me. Yep. Now I feel as if I owe them. I yes. have to see them around. They're helping me and all he wants is a five minute spot you're so right and so it's like you you make that it's it's fucked up but you make people feel like they sort of owe you without asking that's why when a guy buys i used to like do shit with guys because i'd be like he spent his day with me and he bought me dinner i owe him to he needs to come he can come like i used literally i still have that dilemma by the way i think guys have that dilemma too like yeah it's not even it's not even about them spending the it's about I think guys have a hard time, and I really do think this, hurting a woman's feelings. Yeah. So I've hooked up with chicks that I'm not attracted to, that it's just something like, I'm like, ah, oh, this chick, she wants to hook up. And I'm like, I don't want to make her feel bad. Now, guys, we just know, we, because women have no problem making a man feel bad about himself, physically, we'll be like, emotionally, Ill, whatever. Ew, <laughs> don't touch me. Rape, help, help. <laughs> But okay, I, well, I, I think hear what men, you're saying. Men have a hard time doing that. So, you know, just in general, like, we don't, most guys just don't say mean things to women. I think you know, on you know, in the world of comedy and podcasts, but to their face, most dudes, even the biggest assholes that I know, we kind of turn into pussies. You know what I'm saying? Here's here's where you're wrong, though, because from my perspective, and I've talked a lot about this with my friend who um, writes about this stuff, uh, and so I don't. And she, this was her theory that she kind of came up with, and I think it's true: is that men are so scared of hurting women, like they truly don't want to make us feel bad and make us fall in love with them and then break our hearts. That's why we cheat. That they know they're they're crooks. So so if a guy is like... Yeah, exactly. If a guy is... What's um, let me get my thoughts straight. So when you hook up with a guy and maybe you don't know if you like him or not yet, but he's gonna be scared that you're gonna fall in love with him, and he knows that he doesn't want anything more than sex with you. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being a gentleman to you and treating you with like respect, like he would a woman that maybe he would be interested in dating, or just like any a girlfriend of his, mm-hmm. they're cruel to you. Cruel in a way of like not writing back, just being like. They're, they ghosting. Ghosting. They can be cruel because they don't. Because it's it's like the Patrice thing. They They're doing wanna, it for you. They yes. don't want to hurt you. But I just wish you would go out and die. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to hurt her feelings. So I wish a bus would hit. Exactly. That's such a great bit. That oh, is brilliant. One of the most brilliant bits ever. It's true. But the men are right now. I think really. And I've done it. I've ghosted guys too because I'm like it's easier than to not deal being, with the hurt, being hurt I feeling. don't like you. Uh-huh. Yes. Having the conversation. And it's not cruel. It Especially if there's nothing really wrong. You're just like, I just don't like like your smell, like who you are as a so human. Much, you might be hooking up. <laughs> yeah. with, I, yeah. I ghosted on That's the chick the probably once ever, right? Yeah. And it was because I was sort of, da- I was casually dating people, and it started getting a little more serious with the one chick. Yeah. And then I just didn't know how to approach that. And, and it was just easier to kind of- You say I'm dating of, someone else and it's getting serious. She the, This chick went to like on vacation for a couple weeks, and then when she came back, it was just- I don't know what it was. It was I was a pussy, but I don't know. I think being honest, not being like I'm not attracted to you. Like I, I, when guys have been honest and they're like, you know, I just wasn't into you. Like that hurts and I don't need to hear that kind of honesty. <laughs> yeah. But if you met someone else, 
uh, there's nothing I can do. That doesn't really yeah. make me. Fe- I think it's guys, so hard to tell what's gonna act, what's gonna well, anything, affect I somebody. I just lie though. and make my lie the easiest situation. Okay. I'm like, if yeah. it doesn't matter, if it's a guy and he's like, <laughs> re- I'm not re- attracted to him like physically, and that, I think that I feel you like that's a big thing too. You have to be like attracted yes. to someone that you're with, and I would just be like, hey, I'm. T- I can't date you because I'm talking to my ex. I would just say that, anything yeah. that's that not him better, being ugly, but then it's like, then we're both spared. Uh-huh. But I think you're right, For Kim. Sure. That is a more specific, like, I'm talking to my ex. I think a lot of guys would be like, even if that were true, they wouldn't say that, or girls wouldn't say that because it seems so harsh, but it's like, that's that, easier. That, that t- that's way easier it's for like me to handle. Used to love? Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, how can I compete with a girl that you were with before? Like, that's also a red flag. Per- so then, it, yes. it, it, yeah. as a dude, or if you're getting more into this person, you hear that you're like, oh, red flag, fuck it, I'm gonna step out because I don't want to. Yeah. You know, and also that's actually probably that's a great lie right there. Yeah. It's, it's a, a really lie. really great it's lie. Way better than I'm not ready for a relationship right now yeah. because those dudes always yeah. have a rela- and as women, like I've said that and then been in a relationship the next week. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Like I said that. Busy. Yeah, uh, that's the worst one because uh, then you can't post I've shit on that. Instagram anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such that. a good. You have to be all fucking block them on your story. Well, I was seeing someone before I met Kim or before we started. Yeah. Like I was, you know, not like, yeah. dating anyone seriously, Dabbling. but my whole thing was like, I was like, oh yeah, I just got to have a relationship. I don't want to. And then I met Kim. Then it was like. We, we got really gross on social media for a couple months. We were just posting pictures of us yeah. kissing nonstop. Yeah, it was, and you're like, oh, God. It was really bad. It's, yeah, it's, it was obnoxious. You're on the beach a lot. Especially yeah. as comedians. <laughs> we're like, it's like gross, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like alike. it. I like it too. Don't they look alike a little bit? Like uh, we're same? scared that we're brother and sister, yeah. but we don't yeah, want to fight. We have a don't look alike to me at all. Really? We they, have, a, they we have like the same freckles, same skin tone, same eyes. You're really no? getting in there. Same fucking. No, we really tits. do have the same no. exact yeah. like color. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your you kids are gonna be like so. Yeah. She's half white, half Puerto Rican. Wow. Oh. Okay. So that like yeah. that's so cool. I, I I like you guys. That was Lewis and Kim, and now to close us out is author Hannah Orenstein. She wrote a novel called Playing With Matches about a matchmaker who um, is, you know, dealing with her own dating life. It is a novel that Jen, um, our associate producer, read. Jen with two N's. I feel like I should say that because I didn't really lean into the Jen. Um, Jen loved the book. I still haven't read it, even though I told her I would um, during the interview. My bad. I'm pretty biz. That's short for busy. That's how busy I am. Couldn't finish saying biz. Busy. Um, anyway, I talked to her a little bit about um, this book that I read back in February, I think, and I talked about it on the show a lot. It was a book that was written in the 90s to help women find love or get commitment from men. And it was written by um, just a, a woman who, you know, it was the same genre as those books of like the rules, like here's how to get a man. And I read it back in February and I followed it and it's not not working. I don't say the name of the book because it's such an embarrassing title, but it's something like getting a man to fucking love you forever, bitch. That's like a better version of what the name of the book is. So if you want to know the name of the book, DM me on Instagram and I'll tell you. That's my rule. It's too embarrassing to admit on air. Um, It was recommended to me by Whitney Cummings, by the way, who I begged for what she did to find a boyfriend who seemed to treat her well and who she really liked because in the past I felt like oh maybe she didn't have that and then all of a sudden she has this great boyfriend I'm like how'd you do it and she was like I read this 90s book so anyway I followed this book and then Hannah Ornstein comes in to talk about her dating philosophy because she was a matchmaker for years and years she used to 
go on to, I don't know if it's covered in this interview, but she used to go on to Tinder and as a matchmaker and find matches for her clients. Fascinating. Didn't know those were out there. Did you also know that escorts were on these apps too? Didn't know that until recently. How am I supposed to compete with matchmakers and escorts? That's how I, that's what I ask you. But anyway, um, we just got into things and she kind of changed my perspective that this book so, um, fiercely, uh, made me only see one way and she kind of made me think that maybe the book was bullshit which maybe it is still using it haven't finished it still using it enjoy this interview with hannah orenstein her novel is playing with matches here's another thing that i'm wondering i don't i don't bumble's the one where girls have to reach out first right yes um do you agree that that gets you started on the wrong foot and that the guy should be the first person to to pursue You think girls can come after guys and that it can yeah. be successful. Yes, totally. Okay, so I read a book recently. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Been a while here since we heard we about go. this book. Here um, it is. I followed the book with a couple people and it, it listen, I, the book is not wrong, but the book said, and the book is the worst, I'll tell you it off air because it is so embarrassing, the name of this book. It was written in the 90s. It's one of those dating books. Oh, I think like, I know which one this is. So this one guess. is... It says you pick a lane as a woman. You want to be cherished for your feelings or you want to be respected for your thoughts. And if you want to be cherished for your feelings, you have to be the feminine energy. You have to let him come to you and you can't do a single thing. You pretty much have to be a handmaid. And until <laughs> until you get them to commit to you and then My you can kind of handmaid. start going like, well, I want to go here for dinner. But before that, you make none of the first moves. You don't start the conversation. You wait for that. You can make eye contact and like give them an in. But and then they can come talk to you. But if you initiate conversation, you've lost them from the get go. What do you think? That is nuts. Okay. So <laughs> thank I, you. Yes, Hannah. This is the best day on the show. Do you do you Finally. want a guy? Do you want a guy who only cares about your feelings or your thoughts? Like, don't you want a guy who cares about both? Hell yeah. Of course I do. But this woman makes a really good case for the fact that there isn't someone that's going to do both. You need to find your friends and your family to cover another one or a therapist. But this, but he can only do one of those things. I think that so underestimates men. Uh, yes. yes. Hannah, I love you. Ooh, Break up no, with your boyfriend. And the book is not working. <laughs> yes, burn I mean, the book. Working. The book isn't working. Yeah, burn, burn the book. I wrote a book. You can use that book. Yes. <laughs> did you... Yeah, you can... Uh, did you have Burn like a nonfiction matchmaking book too? No, it's just no, that. but this book. But you, yeah. you, we'll learn from this. Yeah, I mean, in that book, the girls write the first messages. They chase down the guys. How and this, closely related is this? Yeah, to your is life? this based on true events in any way? The idea of matchmaking is true to life. Like that's really how I did matchmaking. Um, the hot mess stuff, a lot of that is like very much true to life, sure. but the the juiciest parts are fiction because I'm like, not that interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am interested in, in this relationship you're in. When did you guys meet on Hinge? Um, like eight months ago. And who made the first? Well, we first met on Tinder because oh. I was a reporter working on a story about dating apps and I would swipe right on every single guy in a hundred mile radius to ask them about Walk dating. Welcome to my world. Wow. Uh. <laughs> and he did an interview with me like very briefly and then a week or two later we met again on Hinge. And this now, time did you do the interview on phone or email or Tinder. in person? On Tinder. I had like two questions for him. I was just like typing it out on Tinder. That was it. And then on Hinge when you met, how did that go down? And then where did you go on your first date? Like, let's. Do you think it was another interview? 
No, but like in the back of my head, story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the back of my head, I was like, if he's boring, like at least I can ask him about dating apps, and maybe I'll write a second book about that. Yes. Um, Where did you go on your first date? This little bar near my office called Ampersand for cocktails. Okay. Yeah. And then when did you guys? see each other next was there a date set up that at that date did you say at the end of it because every i saw some meme the other day where it was making fun of these dates we all go on these Mm -hmm. where you always go i'd like to do this again sometime even if you don't want to right so did you have that moment of oh no i i really was obsessed with him (laughs) and then we went out a couple days later um and did you after the date did you reach out first did you kiss at the end of the date what's what I want to know this first date at the end of the first date when you're feeling it what's your what's the protocol um, so I don't remember who kissed first, but there was a kiss. Uh, he reached out first, but I don't have a problem with the girl reaching out first. I think that shows interest. Like, don't what, send him a hundred texts. Yeah, but like, yeah. you know, next afternoon, say like, hey, like, thanks so much. Loved meeting you last night or whatever it is. Okay. Um, yeah. When do you, not you, I mean the plural you, when do when is sex, when does that happen? Whenever you want. Whenever both people want, let's clarify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ian's already got his Whenever dick everybody out. wants. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, when, whenever just, you I want. just literally went, when is sex? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. So oh, whenever both people, like, yeah, because this book that I read also says that you, um, Wait, you do right? not have sex until you're get you get a commitment from him because there's no oh, reason for him to give you one if you just sleep with him if charlotte york was having sex on the third date you don't need to wait for but a boyfriend she's a commitment fictional character <laughs> i if i followed these fictional characters that's my thing is like i do follow i've seen so many rom-coms that i am like you can get what you want in this world and i'm gonna be like literally i always pictured my life like helen hunt and what women want like the way she dressed <laughs> she was an ad exec i was like i'm gonna be like her and just do it and it's like that hasn't been working for me either. Like being a a, a girl that's Bad just exec. like because I used to like go after guys and be like I like you and I'd like tell them and I'd be like we're hanging all the time. Why don't like I'd always make the first move. I'd always make the first move with a kiss where I'd be like why haven't you kissed me yet? Like I, in those things it yeah. wasn't working for me. I have a book for you. It's called He's Just Not That Into I You. I know. That's the thing. No, I have a book for you. It's called The Bible. Get Hell right with yeah, God, yeah. bitch. That's right. Wait till marriage for the kids. <laughs> Wait till uh, marriage, you heathens. So you don't think, but if a girl likes a guy and she's sleeping with him and she's like, what? He, like, I don't know if he likes me. Like, doesn't, what reason does he have to commit if you're having sex with him is my point. Like, why wouldn't he want to commit? You know what I mean? Like, if you are living by the rule of, like, you can only wait until this date to have sex, like, are you going to be living by rules for the rest of your life? Mm. Like, I think when it's right, it's just right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and rules you, complicate but that. But you definitely pa- get into... Uh, how many girls do we both know who have slept oh, with a, a guy bunch. and become obsessed with them? And I'm like... He likes you, but... You're, like, I've had to take away sex from people because I'm like, you don't get this because you're not... I have to withhold something for you to actually want to hang out with me, but then they're probably just not the right guy because they should want to hang out with me. Yeah. Okay, I just talked myself. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Exactly. All right, guys, that was the podcast this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you share it with a friend and get other people involved and maybe get a serious subscription. Why not? I think they're around $14 a month and you get tons and tons of content. Trust me, I use mine all the time. 
to listen to new music, to listen to old music. They have a channel for you no matter what you want. I don't have to tell you about Sirius. You know about them, but it's not as expensive as you think. Um, that's like three cups of coffee. So you could be saving a child in Africa or getting cups of coffee or a Sirius subscription. You make the choice. You could do it all. You could really do it all. Maybe you just need to work harder. Can you imagine if I said that? Listen, you're working hard enough. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Please tweet at us at UUPSXM, at UUPSXM on Instagram. And then uh, send me a D. I check my DM. I just got a call and that got interrupted. I hope this all records. Anyway, tweet at Tom Takar, tweet at Ian Fidance, tweet at Andrew Collin. These are all friends of the show. F-O-T-S, FOTS, as I call them. And in the grand spirit of podcasting, um, I will ask you to rate and review. And then at the very end, when most people have turned this off because they see the end approaching, I reveal a secret about myself. My secret this week is... Um, shit, I didn't have one figured out. And now there's time at the end of this podcast and you're going to hold up. Now people are going to know that there's something at the end. God damn it. God damn it. Um, I ate three bowls of cereal in the middle of the night, not even like realizing it until I woke up this morning and saw the bowl of cereal at the sink, but I ate three bowls of cereal in a row at like three in the morning. There you go. There's my secret. I'm not well emotionally. See you next week, guys. Squirt, squirt. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.